Hello, hello everyone. Welcome. Today I am outside of my house because I want to make sure this live has um, good enough service so that um, you guys can hear me. Um, yeah, so I'm actually not very prepared today. I'm just holding my phone. So that's how it's gonna be. And I have a little bit of notes here. Um, to talk about why self-love is hard as an Asian woman. Okay, so this applies to me and my experience and it may apply to you if you're Asian and even if you're not Asian and whether you're a woman or not. So I just named it um, why self-love is hard as an Asian woman because that's how I identify. But this can be applicable to anyone out there. So. I just wanted to start by um, sharing that like I did not grow up here in America. I actually, I grew up here in America, but I was born in Thailand and I am Hmong. So if you did not know, I am Hmong and Hmong people, that's H-M-O-N-G. Not a lot of people know who we are. We're not Mongolian. We're not from Mongolia. Um, and we have our own culture, our own language, and our ancestors way, way back then are from China. So some people think we're Chinese, but we're not. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you guys a little idea of, of who I am and where I came from because I think that's important. So yeah, um, today's live, I am going to... Um, hello, um, Sultana. Um, Hi, Hannah. Welcome. Uh, yeah, so this live, I'm going to talk about why self-love is hard as an Asian woman. So I'm going to start first. I have some notes here. I'm going to start first with um, just as a woman, why it's even hard, right? Just being a woman. So being a woman, female, right? Um, if you identify with fe being a uh, female, um, it automatically creates this um, stereotype that we're here to nurture and we're here to take care of others, actually take care of everyone around us. And so I feel like right off the bat, we have that on our back and that kind of pressure to, yeah, always be nurturing. Of course, we want to be nurturing, but like sometimes we take it to the extreme where we're, that's all we do, that's all we think about, and that becomes kind of our, our identity. So, um, hi, Anna. Um, and then we're also expected as women to put our needs kind of like a second, right? We are expected to put others' needs before ours, especially if you have kids. I don't have kids, but for people who do have kids, they're expected to do everything for their kids, right? For their husband, uh, for other people. And then we're left with, you know, forgetting to care for ourselves. So as women, that uh, aspect, that piece is also hard. And then we're also expected to put up with a lot of stuff <laughs> and be nice, right? Growing up, I was always kind of shown and modeled that whatever people say or whatever people do, I should just kind of accept it and be nice about it and not say anything back, really just take everything that comes my way. And so I think um, 
and I saw that modeled through my mom as well. Um, whenever, whenever she, you know, my dad says something to her, and even if she doesn't agree, she doesn't say anything because we're just expected to put up with all these things. And there's this thing in Hmong culture, and I'm definitely not bashing on Hmong culture; like it is part of um, who I am. Um, but there is this thing when you get married in Hmong culture, where you sit at the table and the elders give you words of wisdom. And the crazy part is that all the elders that around this table are all men, right? Like they're all men, <laughs> and they're giving the husband and the wife. Um, Words of wisdom of how to live your life, and one of the things that always, always stuck to me is that uh, stuck with me because it really annoyed me. <laughs> is that the the wife should always put up with whatever the husband does, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Yes, the men. Yes, um, Sultana, the the men that we should always um, overlook what they do and we should just be the nice wife that was what was told to like traditional Hmong women and I think that's just so harmful because then even before right at the beginning of your marriage the woman already feels like oh I don't I don't have a say like I have to just accept everything as it is so um, I wanted to share that just you know to give you a context of um, at least in my culture that's how it used to be um, as we are in America, things are changing for the women and the Hmong people here, but there are still things like this that goes on, um, which you know is very unfortunate. So, and and then the next thing is that women are actually praised, like right, females are praised for doing all these stuff, all these stuff, for giving up our, you know, for not saying anything, for being nice, for doing everything for others, right? Like, if you think about it, like, I'm not a mom, again, but, like, when a mom does something, like, really good for, like, the, the, the kids, they're always there for the kids, always there for the husband, cooking, or whatever, whatnot, right? But they're praised for it, right? It's like, um, they're praised for... Uh, putting out the people's needs before theirs. They're praised for putting up with a lot of stuff. They're praised for being nice, um, having manners, right? Um, and do young boys go through something similar as the table talk? Well, during the um, during the marriage, the the both the men and the women are at the table, and um, I don't really remember much about. That is a good question. I need to ask my. Um, my parents but the men um i don't hear much about what the how the men should treat the women um for some reason i guess the the, the negative things about the women really stuck with me uh, when i was young but um in terms of like how it is now and like in what in terms of what the men are told at the table it's a very good question um but i do know that another piece of that is that um men um women are asked to forgive um whatever the men does which is you know that's another conversation <laughs> but yeah thank you for your question i'm definitely gonna ask my mom that about like because i'm never really there for the whole 
um, the whole wedding, the whole um, table talk, because in Hmong culture, there's a lot of uh, manual labor that the women do. Like we cook and stuff, so I'm always cooking and helping um, when I was older. So I don't get to sit there and really watch the whole conversation because it lasts sometimes for hours. Um, so yeah, I will let you know though. I will find that out. So um, another thing, so I'm done with like what the experience is like for women but now being an asian woman that adds an additional layer on top of like what women are expected to be like or just to be um yeah to be like and what to what they should do so being asian okay we're expected to do what we're told without question Right, there's no questioning like there's a there's this thing of like if you speak up you are being disrespectful and oh no like you don't want to be disrespectful um so that has been a really big part of my personal experience of if you speak up you are being disrespectful so therefore don't speak up don't question what other people say or tell you to do you just do it right because you want to be a good girl and you want to respect your elders and um, back in the day, respect meant you do what they say. Okay, so um, we're expected to be uh, nice and to never speak our minds. And um, this one is a big piece. Um, growing up, other people, I think this still happens, where they expect um, Asians to be very smart and good at math. <laughs> So we really do try to live up to that expectation. And fortunately, I was good at math up to a certain point. I think calculus 2 was really hard for me. I think I got a C, my first C in, in calculus 2. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, we have this standard to be really smart, really intelligent. Um, and yeah, so with that being combined, so that's like my little little spiel of like, with all those things combined, it's hard to love yourself because what does loving yourself even mean, right? Like there's no representation, there's no modeling, there's no talk about it. You don't talk about yourself. You don't care about yourself. You you care about others. And this is where I want to bring in the idea or the, the just a different way of living is um, these two concepts of being in living and growing up in a collectivist uh, community versus an individualistic uh, individual um, community, individualism. Um, not sh quite sure if I'm saying those two right, but it, a lot of in Asian cultures, we're a community-oriented um, community, right? Culturally, it's a community-oriented person. So you don't exist as just one single being. You exist as part of the whole community. So what you do and say influences everybody. And you should have, you know, this, this is where the word saving face comes from. Because you are not just a representation of who you are. You are representing your tribe, your family, your culture, right? So... Everything is very based upon making sure you look good to other people. And there's no talk about how you feel on the inside. Versus coming here to America, it's the opposite. It's where we focus on the individual, right? We empower the individual person to become independent, to stand up for what they want, to go after what they want, regardless of what other people say right and so growing like as i was on my um self-love journey and self-discovery journey i was finding such a hard time 
balancing the two, like trying to merge the two. Like I want to learn about myself. I want to love myself. I want to speak up for what I want. Like do what fulfills me while being a quote unquote good daughter and good, like a good Hmong person as part of the Hmong community. And so what I'm starting to realize more and more now is that it is very challenging and I'm still navigating those two worlds um, as I'm doing this work, right? Because this work that I'm doing is self-love. Like you focus on yourself. You become aware of who you are. You forgiving yourself, right? Like it's all very internal work that's doesn't really quote unquote benefit the collective right away, but there's a ripple effect, right? So that was all the notes that I had here. Um, oh no, I have some more notes. <laughs> so being Asian, um, it kind of goes back to the collectivist um, uh, culture community where having desires and dreams is seen as selfish because yeah, like um, you just should do what's best for the community, what's best for your culture. Like if you go out to college and you get a job, then your expectation is you come back with your job, with the money, and you pour it back into your community, right? Which is beautiful, right? But I think there's a missing aspect of like, okay, what do I actually want, right? Um, and blend those two together. It, do- it doesn't have to be either or. And needing time off for self-care is seen as lazy, so if you're not always doing something, making something of yourself, you'll seem as lazy. Um, and indulging in what we love doing is seen as a waste of time, right? And then also um, the desire to change and grow is sometimes seen as being disrespectful and ungrateful. And so with all those things that I mentioned, it, it's hard for us and for me I'm speaking from my personal experience that um, it's hard for me to say yes to myself because there's that internal battle, right? Of like, my soul is calling for me to do this, but my family and my culture wants this for me. So like, what do I do, right? Um, And uh, yes, my sister gave everything, money, labor, love, home. And still the family was disappointed with her. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's like we can't control other people, right? But um, I got to a point where I realized I was trying to control everyone around me through what I did and what I didn't do. So I wanted to, um, I, I stayed with my job for so long because I wanted to control other people's perception of me. And so I did that for a long time. Um, I wasn't. It wasn't until I was 30 years old, that so it was like two years ago, almost three, two and a half years ago, that I decided that I'm going to like choose myself. I was going to choose myself and I was not going to care about like what my parents and what other people were going to think because it was, it was that bad. It's like I got to a point where I felt like if I didn't choose myself, I was just going to like crumble away and die um it's a little bit dramatic but in the moment it really felt like that so um yeah so I guess I just wanted to do this live because I wanted to share my experience and why it is hard as an Asian woman and as any part of a collectivist um culture um to navigate this especially if you live in the U.S. okay um so that is why I
I'll have to call her back. Um, yeah, so that's why um, I'm creating. I have uh, this two week experience. If you haven't heard about it,、um, there should be yes, there's a link in my bio for you to go sign up.、Um, it is it starts next week and it's free. So it's two weeks、uh, via Telegram. It's a messaging and voice、um, note.、Oh, yeah, voice app that、um, will be all centered around your self love journey, self discovery. Just Just being also being in a community with like-minded people who, who most likely are from a collectivist or like you know a more community-oriented、um, culture where we、uh, don't value like、um, self-love and just you know internal work.、Um, And so I created that experience,、um, and you can sign up for it. And work it's going to be for two weeks, Monday through Friday. I'll do trainings, and I'll go in there and answer questions, coach, coach you.、Um, and then Saturday, Sunday will be integration days where or catch up days, and it'll be free two weeks,、um, just to help you get started on your journey. Or if you already started, like. Hop in. You can meet new people. You can learn from me, and like I can learn from you, right? I don't think that I'm like the end all be all like self love goddess, um, because it is a an everyday practice. Like I've, it's been like two and a half years, and I can say like there's so many times where I thought that like、huh, I got it, I got this self love thing, and then like something happens, I'm like nope. <laughs> yeah, so. It's definitely a journey, and it's so so important. Like when I first started, I felt so alone. I felt like nobody understands me. Like I actually also didn't want to tell anybody that I was like on this journey because there's a little bit of shame there about like who am I to like spend some time thinking about myself and figuring out what I want to do and what makes me happy, right? Like I just feel like. That's so sad. Like we shouldn't have to do that. We should be encouraged to be our best selves, to find what we love, what brings us joy, so that we can ripple out that effect into onto others, right?、Um, because I really do believe that we can't give what we don't have. So if I don't have self love, I don't have love for myself. It's going to be really hard for me to give love to anybody else. Like it might look like love, but it's not. So be on the other side of it. Now I have such. A better and clear picture of、um, what it really means to love myself. And at the beginning of my journey, I had no clue, like no clue. <laughs>、um, so yeah, so、uh, yeah, the family may never be proud of, be proud, but you have to fight for your own happiness. Oh, I love that. Once you're proud of yourself, it will be hard for them to deny your value. Yeah. Yes, I am thirty. Thirty-two and a half. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't really、um, mind sharing my age. Like, yeah. So,、um, thank you.、Um, I love having you on here, Sultana.、Uh, I hope I'm saying your name right.、Um, yeah. So, yeah. I really want to be here to be on help you on your journey. Just be. Just connect. Right. Like, I want to share what I know, and you can share what you know, and like we can both grow. And build each other up and celebrate each other, and I think that's just something that you know. Again, go. It does go back to being in a community oriented, right? We work on ourselves, and then we use that to help the outside, right? To help others, to help our loved ones. So,、um, yes, the self love two week link is in my bio. 
Yes, I think I think it is. Um, but it's okay. I'll, I'll double check. Um, but I also, um, if you're on my email list, I have been emailing it out, and I will continue to email it out to remind you. So yeah, if you don't uh, see it out after this live, I'll go put it. I'll go check to make sure it is on there. Actually, I can check right now because I'm on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I'm on my phone. I'm on my laptop. And um, it should be there for it's. Uh, you you have to put in your email, and then once you put in your email, you um, you'll get you'll receive an email that um, gives you a link to join the Telegram group. And there's already prompts in there that uh, I put it as day zero in there. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, Sultana. I'm gonna go put it. It's not on there me uh yeah and this is my first time running a group on telegram so if you're a new experience it's you know uncomfortable but i'm doing it um yeah i'll go put the link in my bio i'm so sorry i did not realize throughout through all the like things that i was trying to set up for this thing i forgot to put it in my bio <laughs> yeah so uh, i will go do that after the end also you'll receive email if you are on my email list if you're not on my email list you can sign up with the link in my bio there on my website um yeah so thank you so much if you are catching the replay do uh, let me know in the comments and yeah um thank you for coming to this live um uh, this is the first time that I scheduled a live and, uh, you know, appeared on time. I, I think I did. Um, so I'm very proud of myself and thank you for joining. And yeah, I hope to see you in the group next week. Oh, so exciting. And yeah, um, if you have any comments, questions, send me a DM. And I will see you in the next live or just in the online world. All right. Bye. <laughs>